Welcome to the Tribute to Happiness at Work, at Home, in Life podcast. What is happiness? Where do you find happiness? How do you feel happiness? Do you control your own happiness or is somebody else controlling your happiness? Are you living a meaningful and worthwhile life where you experience joy, contentment and positive well-being? Do you feel happiness at work, at home and in life? In this Tribute to Happiness podcast, you will discover what happiness means to people all over the world and how they implement happiness in their life. Here is your host, Hjeden Svenperson, and with him you'll explore these and other interesting topics. Hello and good morning. This is Iceland's Chief Happiness Officer calling. Do you have a vision in life? Or for your life? Can we live without a vision? Today I'm talking to a man who has been named the Da Vinci of Visionary Leadership. Wow, I'll say, let's explore and learn about vision in this episode. Hello. Hi, Hedin. Hi. hearing from you. Well, hello. Yeah, you are Oleg. So uh, this is like, I'm calling, what I'm calling, Moscow. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm busy shoveling snow. It's quite a lot of snow today in Moscow, you know, it's about minus 20, plenty of snow. I'm just busy shoveling it. That's fine. But I'm happy to chat. Uh, wow. <laughs> I, like, like, I'm all over the place because I have been to Dubai on my episodes and now I'm in Moscow. That's like, like, it feels like you are on the other side of the planet. No, no, no. Iceland is very close to my heart because I was fishing for a number of times in Iceland. You have beautiful rivers, you have brilliant salmon, you have beautiful girls. Yes, thank I you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two times world, like this world. So that's like per capita. Yeah. That is a great, uh, like, achievements. So, so you have a very... Good population of the most beautiful women in the world. Great. Yes. yes. But hello and good morning, sir. How, like, do you have to say, now I have to talk to you about, like, you are Oleg. You are, you are, we yeah. have established Oleg that. Kanavalov, yeah, I would say, blessador to you in Icelandic way. And so it's for the people to understand, bless you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should almost say my name because there are so many who try. Yeah, blessador Hedin. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Can you say Hedin? But, but actually, you know, my name, Oleg, yeah. it came from Norwegian name Helk. It came with Vikings to Russia all days. Oh. So we. Probably we got something in the, the same gene in our blood. Yeah. That's fine. Everybody is a descendant from the Vikings. No, there are a few people around the world. They just escaped. Oleg, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so, but you are not only Oleg Konavalov. Talk about names. Oh, I exercised on my family name for many years. I'm fine yeah. with that. But you are a doctor. Uh, I'm not a medical doctor, but no. I'm a doctor. You're yes. a doctor in. <laughs> you're a doctor in. You have a degree in what? In in management. Yes. In management. So, and so, but I'm still human, so we talk Oleg. Yes. <laughs> Because when people say Dr. Oleg, it sounds to me like, uh, 
Something went wrong. All right. <laughs> well, there you have it, people. He is. It's just Oleg. So yes. the reason f- why I am calling you today is that you like unbelievable but true. You contacted me and you s- told me about your book, The Vision Code, and you sent me a file and I started to read it. And I thought for a minute that you were just uh, like. Ooh. Why, why? Yeah, lunatic. Why is he contacting me? And then I started started reading your book, and I was just like, "Oh my, something!" And I was just like, "I need to talk to this man." And the vision, <laughs> the vision code, is about having a vision in life, work life, life, whatever. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about like. Uh, wh- why, like, oh. my, my, my podcast is about happiness at work, happiness at home, happiness in life. But yes. what, what was intriguing when I started reading your book was that if you don't have a vision in your private life and you don't have a vision in your work life, then you're just sailing, like, without direction oh. or you're just, like... You're just following this uh, stream. Yes. That's it, you know, like a dead fish. Yes. Yeah. Think for a moment, you know... A baby was born, and this baby is crying, and we're saying, yeah, something's wrong. It's probably the moment when this poor little kid realizing that the life is so meaningless. Oh. And, you know, yeah. but uh, people still carry on this feeling yeah. through the whole life until the last breath. But here comes a difference. You, it's our obligation to make it meaningful and start smiling. If you're living a meaningless life, you know, you, you're following a stream like a dead fish, you wouldn't be smiling. You would be just always making, or pretending that you have a clever, smart face, you're serious, you know. Yeah. If but, you don't smile, you don't see the spark in the eyes of others. But now... Now you, because you are you are you are Russian, or you are from the Soviet Union, like yeah, you yeah. you were born in the Soviet Union, and you are a Russian, so that like you are from Russia. Yeah. So okay. and when you talk like this, like, then I think okay, he knows how to party because he knows his vodka. Uh, so I actually, uh, so I your life is not. Your, your no, life, I visited yeah. quite a number of good nightclubs in Reykjavik all days, you know, that, and I really enjoy it. But what I could say, yes, I know that Icelanders were tried to challenge me on this, uh, you know, count, <laughs> uh, on this little championship, yeah. and I won. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's fine. You know, I'm not as good these days, I'm getting older, uh, yeah. and I'm probably wiser. Yeah, you know your battles. You know which battles you should fight now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm learning it. Yeah. Not everybody. <laughs> no. You know, as I said to somebody recently, you know, all days I probably wasn't good at kissing every girl I, uh, I would be meeting. These days I would be very careful with that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but how, how is it that, like, why you? this is not your first book? No, it's my fifth solo book. Plus, uh, I wrote a couple of books as a co-author. But I think is, I was thinking about vision because it was something always striking me for more than twenty years. We always talk vision. 
we need to have vision for life, we need to have vision for business, and in response, people nodding their heads, pretending that they know everything, but if you'll start asking, talking to people, what vision is, and the people just like, heck, they go blank. People wrongly assume that vision is some kind of a statement or some kind of a goal. They don't understand. Vision is a space, multidimensional space. It's your aspiration for the future that we strive to make a reality. I want to live in a happy family. I want to, to run a successful business that would have a really great impact on society, would make people's lives different. It's nothing about your past. It's nothing about, yes, you must be grounded to the present, but it's not about present, it's about fixing the past. <laughs> Hedin, you were engaging with your wife. Did you promise your wife a great past? Or you said, oh, I will promise you that we will live happily forever ever. Yes. That, you promised your yeah. future. Yeah. That future. And you are still married. Yes. Right? Which is a good sign, yeah. actually. Yeah, she Yeah, no, but, well, <laughs> I promised my wife that, okay, yeah. it wouldn't be living with me, but it always would. And so she admitted that, okay, I keep my promise. Yeah. <laughs> What's important, you see, we're creating the future or our thinking and our vision defines our evolution as humans. It's not about having a long tail. It's not about being furry like a wild bear. It's about the way we would live. We define our future in a personal life. Yes, we would be facing many storms and challenges. That's fine. How you could become inspirational for others and for yourself. This is the only case when you know that you have a, a goal which is much greater than you. A goal of a size of your life. You know, it's not about coming to the office and saying, oh yeah, dodgy, rigid day because I was just pushing a, pay, a pen across my papers. No, it's about I've done something great. Even a little step, but toward that great life. It's not about, oh, being at home. You must wash or do dishes or you must do gardening. No, we do things together because we're enjoying it. We know that is for common good. And that makes us really strong. We are not worms. We are humans. Therefore, we must have a higher purpose of our existence. And you wouldn't find it, you wouldn't realize it, and you wouldn't utilize it unless you have a vision. So the difference between meaningless and meaningful is vision. When yeah. you have vision, you could reach your highest purpose. It's about why you do something. It's not about being a jerk, junk, jumping everywhere. It's about being really solid and focused on what is most important things you do. But is it in your experience that 
like people in general, do they have a vision for their own life? And no. like to 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 make a, a, a like to have a happiness at home or to have a vision like we don't we don't do you really like what I'm thinking now is just like we don't go around and think like yeah I'm going to have a miserable life. You try to have a nice life. You try to have a meaningful life, but yeah. there is this bump in the road. Like you you can't. The journey is not from a point A to B. It's not a straight line. You have to go up no, mountains, no. down mountains. No, no, but think, first of all, life is not a place we live. It's a path we take, right? Yeah. And it, taking a path comes with a decision to live differently or meaningfully. It's not about, you know, about choice. Oh, your parents saying to the young lad, you must get married. And okay, because I'm wittering, I will get married and I will live a standard life because everyone around live the same way. No, this is your decision. Therefore, we could see millions of unhappy families, millions of unreasonably uh, wasteful businesses. You know, because people, they initially, they don't define why they live together, why they work together, what they do. They're falling into the trap of their reflexes. I need food, I need shelter. I'll bring you my salary, you will do my my cooking. You know, that's a social exchange. It's nothing about family. It's, you know, Leo Tolstoy said a very gr- in a great way, all happy, ha- f- happy families are happy in the same way. All unhappy families are unhappy in a different way. Because the less happy you are, the more excuses or reasons why you're unhappy you could see. But when you're happy, when you're meaningful, when you live with your vision, you're just happy. Yes. You, do, you are not looking for reasons why I'm happy. I'm just happy. Happiness is a space that you create within your soul. And yeah. that space, that Beauty inspires others around you. And therefore, you must be wise taking all these road bumps. Just like, okay, that happens. That's fine. But I'm still on the right track. I'm still with my wife. I'm still with my kids and something like that. You go forward. We're still in a great office. We're in a great team. We do the great work. We're happy. But when you, like... I, I can feel what you're saying and I'm thinking about when you because marriage is a, a, a thing of like it, it is a contract because you like you live to you have you live with another person and you like I don't think that people like they in this love bliss that they are in then they move together they marry and then like get kids and house and struggle and then it get divorced because <laughs> they they find out like, who are you? I don't like you. And they, they split. But <laughs> like, but when I think about, like, okay, maybe we don't talk and we don't figure out where we are heading because we don't have the time or something. But when we talk about business, like when you are an employee, like companies, they try to have a vision. They try to have a goal. They try to, like, show 
what their meaning, the company's meaning towards society is. How can we as employees fit in that vision if we don't ask about the vision? Are we are we are we good enough to talk to the companies? And when we are in this dialogue, okay, I want to work for you. What like I have this to offer? What have you offer? And if the vision doesn't align, and you figure that out in a year or so, like oh, your vision is crap. Mm. Like how how can we see? Like how do um, you talk to employ like companies about the vision and? the employee and how you can make uh, the world a better place or a happier place, happiness at work and stuff. Here, in, here comes a very interesting observation. Do you know, you're talking about a year and I will tell you an average, an employee needs about three, maximum five months to realize this company is meaningless. And that's it. After that, this person already on a search for a new job. Even if you don't know this, right? You don't need to wait for a year. But the problem is that the majority of businesses are built around personal ambitions of their founders. And I'm not bothered if somebody is trying to be the wealthiest person in the world. I don't care because it's nothing for me. I don't care if somebody is trying to be we want to be number one okay but being number one it doesn't mean that it would be good or for the benefit of others if you're saying okay i want to be the most um, effective company that provides such type of care for people around your local community or country or on a global scale that would make a huge difference because I would feel a part of something very important, bigger than me. We are not attracted by anyone's ego. Therefore, to create a vision, you must kill ego at first because ego kills vision instantly. When you have too much ego, we're all humans, we all yeah, have yeah, ego, yeah. that's yeah. okay. Yeah, you know, that's normal, but too much ego blinds you. Ego doesn't allow us to see the world around us and see people and their needs. We just want to be the best company in the world. In what extent? What people would gain out of this status? Nothing. I believe you and me, we met plenty of uh, people along the life, you know, who are saying, I'm the smartest, I'm the quickest, I don't know, I'm the wealthiest, or whatever. It doesn't make any sense what I could get for myself. I don't, your story is great, but I want to be part of a great story myself. And when you do something really meaningful, you remember when Icelandic team did great on this football championship. I believe every Icelander bought a ball. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. To be within that team, because these guys purely were playing not for the cell, for themselves, but for a country. Yeah. They literally were That's doing that, yeah. yeah. That was huge accomplishment, yeah. yeah. Absolutely amazing. You know, so when 
or corporations or companies, they talk, we have a vision. Okay, we're the people. Because one of the great chorus of uh, vision is stimulus. Stimulus is about acting for people, acting with people, and for their needs. And so what people would get for them, employees or cust- and customers, not all, but and customers, out of this vision. If it's something great, they will respond immediately. If nothing for them in that vision, they wouldn't be responding. You know, for instance, you have a cut, and you say, yeah, okay, cut, and showing something or pretending that you have something for that cut, and a cut coming to you, and you're showing empty hand. You could do it maybe 10 times, but after that, this cut wouldn't be coming to you. Uh, it, figured out, it figured out that you don't have anything. Yeah, and the same with humans. And also very important, people should enjoy, really get enjoyment being in that vision, being part of that vision, being proud of it. It's not about, we're working hard. Look, yes, I was brought up in this Soviet Union, a former Soviet Union. We all were told that one day, in a very, very distant future, we don't know when, the life would be great. Cool. I want to see that real life, good life, now and today. A promises of something great is good, but people need to get enjoyment during that process. They need to reap the fruits. Who are the... You must pass the ownership of that vision to everyone around. Okay. You have, as a man, you have, you like a father of your house. But if your wife wouldn't get an ownership as of that your vision, she wouldn't be benefiting from it. How she would she would be contribute what's what would be the reason for her to contribute to it? No point. Yeah. No. The same with employees. If they don't say anything for themselves, they don't feel that ownership, it would be no chance. <clears throat> but how how is it when okay this is uh, like i can I, i it is what you're saying about the vision and if you don't have a vision in life and stuff but when you go out to companies you meet leaders of companies you don't yeah. like and then you talk to them how do you spot and how quickly are you to spot if they have a vision like a deep meaningful like a substance in their vision and and you can feel like okay we can work s- like something about here like you yeah, talk yeah. about stimulus you have mentioned that is the one thing like you have six uh, things that six, you can six criteria criteria yeah, for vision is, yeah it's stimulus it's scope uh, sorry scale because it's scalable yeah it's always has potential for growth for extension Yeah. In terms of adding value, in terms of going geographically, you know, it's about responsibility, or I call it spotlight, because you're always like on a Broadway for 24 7 
because you you having impact on a people's life. Yeah. You're responsible for it. It's about simplicity because vision is an elegant thinking of complicated things. It must be very simple where people would get to it immediately. You know, straightforward. It's about excitement and passion because vision is a huge, strong emotion itself. In a good, strong family, you could feel that passion. Even if it's burned inside of this couple, you could feel them, they're really together. It's not something smiling to each other, but you could feel they're fighting under the table, you know. Uh No. You know, oh, she's, oh, we're so happy. Don't drink. (laughs) We're so good together. Yeah, we love traveling together. Stop it. You know, it's nothing like that. They really feel each other. Yeah. They are not bending each other. They're complimenting each other. And you could feel that passion. You know, they're really caring about each other. And that's about emotional power of it. Okay, you talk to those corporations that they're pretending to have a vision, and you rightly said it must be a substance. What is real you offer and what it would be passed to the next generation? Because (laughs) I love that military saying, when you go into a fight, you fight a fight, you don't fight a plan. But people think in corporations, we have a great plan to be strategic plan, to be somewhere great. But hold on. Strategic plan without vision is a bridge, strong bridge to nowhere. You paid a lot for it, but it leads you nowhere. The same, we have a plan how to improve our life. Okay, but what kind of life you would live? What you will pass as your legacy to the next generation? If you would leave just money to your kids and they don't know how to do or what to do with this money, they will raise them in a very quick instance. But if you would if you would show them and you will teach them how to live with vision, even without giving them money, they will appreciate you every day. Head and think for a moment. All of us, you, me, and all of us, we are living artifacts for the next generation. They don't know how much money you or or me have. They don't bother. But what they will be looking at, how we lived our lives. And that, and something they will say, aha, these guys envision something and I'm reaping the fruits of what they have done, even being like 40 years after them. That's a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. When you look back and see, like, because you have to learn, like, you have to look back to learn for the future. Like, to go forward, you have to, like, often look what happened behind you. And Yes, but when you're looking too much into the past, you get addicted. You, you see, we have a problem like, which I called mind luck. You know, flying like from one side of the world to another side of the world, we're facing time lag or jet lag. Uh. For me, flying to 
to Iceland. It's four hours time difference. You know, I need about four days to recover, to get back to normal, you know. But that's okay. It's only four days. But when we're looking too much into the past, we're missing what's going on in the future. Yeah. You know, and that is not about living in the past. It's about being focused on what's happening. Yes, we need the lessons from the past. Yeah. We need this as a platform. But you platform, you're not digging down, you're building up. Mm-hmm. That's a very, very different story. Yeah, yeah. But so how, how is it that, like when you, in your consulting, in your coaching, do you only, yeah. like, are you talking to people or are you to, like both, or are you to, uh, companies and uh, individuals? Yeah, teams and uh, in, individuals. Yeah. It depends on assignment, but you know. Like, but, but for you, Oleg, like you as a person, like what is a happiness at work? How, when are you happy? Like, do you remember, like, the times or when you are writing a book or, like, wh- how is Oleg, the employee, ha- like, where is happiness at work for Oleg? Like, is it, can you remember, yeah, yeah, like, when you when you were working for the uh, Icelandic fish company, like, did you yeah. feel like uh, they trusted you or did you just work as, like, they told you to jump, then you jumped and then you got home and you got no, your no, coffee? No. In this sense, I was quite good doing my own way. Even uh, our partners from Samskip, they, they had this saying, as either should be done in Oleg's way, or we, we know that we <coughs> would be on a bike, right? And therefore, we were quite strong on the North Atlantic those days. I really enjoy, I, I realized it not long ago, I realized it myself, I put the things together, and I, what I have found, I need two things. To have a chance for opportunity to build on, and they could create something incredible, really great projects. And also what I need, I called it the moment of excitement. And then like meaningless talks, I love meaningful talks when we could sit together, for instance, like we're talking with you, Henning. We're exchanging not just views, we are sharing knowledge. You know a lot. And I know something, but we're putting this together. And this is a moment when we are creating a new knowledge. And that's not just aha moment. It's a moment where we are both excited to see the world brighter. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not about hiding something. It's about revealing something, something beautiful. And we did it together. That's incredible. You could sit down with your wife, have your coffee, and you're chatting together, and suddenly you're both realizing something great. And yeah, that's a moment, aha. The same in business. What is my job? What is one of my core strengths or values? I'm an explorer, right? I'm all right to jump in a boat and cross an ocean on my own to find that answer to that solution, even if it was, wasn't touched before, like vision, it's huge, it's scary, you know, but I love it. But what is all about? My greatest excitement comes when I see that it turns into something really valuable and beneficial 
from many people across the globe, from Brazil, US, Japan, Malaysia, Switzerland, India, UK, doesn't matter, people benefiting from it. And that is the greatest moment of excitement. Like all days, I was really excited. I went on a holiday to Jamaica and chief in my hotel, I said, oh, nice fish. Caught? He said, yes. Can you show me the box? And he showed the box from, from, from one of my vessels. Well, I know that is came. And we start chatting with him, you know. We became friends because we know that we do, both of us, do something great for people. Yeah. So you, like, you are then in that place that the world is, are we in a good place? Like, do you think that we are, like, I know it's a big question, but, like, yeah. the world is as it is now. We have this pandemic and we are trying to get over it and stuff. Are we, like the people, me and you, I'm not talking yeah. uh, like the politicians, we, I don't want to like get angry. No, 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 they're, they're, they're different creatures, okay. Y- yes, like do you think that we, the people of the world, are now like discovering that, hmm, maybe life can be in another way? Like we don't need to be fighting because we are all humans. Exactly. Okay, I will put it in a very interesting perspective. I was thinking what discovery is to really in, inventing something. No, because America was created by God or by nature or by universe millions of years ago, and Columbus just only found the way to America. Or the Icelandic life, the lucky founder. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree with you because I love this Viking story better than you know Columbus. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to like. No, no, no. I agree with you. Thank you. you. Thank you. You Well, okay. Columbus found America. Yeah. Okay. Agree with you. So, was all these laws of physics? Uh, not existing in the world, on the earth, before Einstein. No, he just... Vision, is it something that I invented? No. It was done since the day one of the humanity. It was only a matter to structure it and explain it. Da Vinci did not invent the golden ratio. He just illustrated it. In this sense, I'm saying I'm illustrating. So we'll have everything for a happy life. As you said, we just rethinking now the way why we should fight. We have much bigger problems in the world like COVID. And so we're rethinking the way we live, we're thinking how we could think about the future. I was already said hundreds of times that I'm lucky that my book came out at the time of COVID when we need more vision for tomorrow. We have everything for it. 
it just COVID showed us that we shouldn't be thinking about the past. We should be thinking about the future. We should go beyond ourselves. We should think about others because we are dependent on all people around us. Yeah. Before I got a full sympathy with your statement, we are rediscovering ourselves. We are reinventing ourselves. And that is a great historical moment. We're living in a time of the fastest changes that humanity ever faced. Great. But in which direction, this is for us to decide. And this is where we should focus on. Are we still wittering about, oh, life is bad? <sighs> Politicians are more of the futurist. They're selling fair. Oh. You know, fair is the easiest product to sell. And the people are happy to pay for the horror movie, for the horror stories, or for the horror speeches of those politicians. If we wouldn't do this, we will die. Come on, stop it, this crap. You know, it's about being inspired and building day on and day on, day on. You know, you go salmon fishing. Look, I was fishing on that great rivers in Iceland, Svarta and Blanda, brilliant rivers. One day you could get nothing, but you know, if you keep casting, next day I got nine fishes. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant, you know, beautiful. And that's it, what? Should I break my rod on the day one and say, no, 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 no more fishing? Come on, I know that I will get my fish. Yeah. yeah, eventually they will, like, there, there will some good happen. Like, you have to just, life is not easy always. Well, who promised you an easy life? Exactly. So that is a segue to your own happiness at home and happiness in life, Oleg. Because when we talked mm -hmm. earlier in this week, like last week, you told yeah. me a man in your age, like, you're not almost 29, isn't it? Well, ish. Ish, yeah. <laughs> Okay, he's not 29, people get no, the grip. No, no, 29 and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you told me that you, <clears throat> like, you have a four-year-old son. Uh, actually, yes, he's now four years and a half months. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, he must be keeping you up on toes and, like, give you some happiness at home. And, and do you have a vision for, like, when you, like, saw him, when he was like came out of the mother's womb yeah. and you just saw him like did you have a vision for that moment and uh, did you see his life folding out or did you just like oh boy you are going oh, to meet uh, exciting life and i'm not going to be there always <laughs> you know is something really incredible happened to me uh he became one of my best teachers. Watching him, uh, because what's the problem? We are too serious. Yeah. And therefore, when we are too serious, we are not appreciating life. We're not thinking boldly. We're not courageous enough. And when I'm looking at him, I say, hey, I'm the same kid. You know, my wife is always withering at two of us because we are probably playing at the same <clears throat> league, yeah. right? But that, 
He's enjoying everything, and so I. And it's a lot of things which I'm learning because he's pure, and so he doesn't see those boundaries. That's great. He's enjoying, okay, even in, like, you know, a candy or a nice toy or just a nice ride on my shoulders. He enjoys everything. Mm. Great. He's happy. Right? And the second thing, what I, I felt is a huge responsibility. And that's impacted the way I write work now on my projects. Because if I'm writing the book, I'm saying, okay, how this book would be relevant for my son in 20 years time. I don't want him to open the book and say, dad, what a crap. I want him to read the book and say, dad, thank you for listening. Therefore, it's, uh, he puts me in a very different perspective in seeing life. And that's incredible, right? Uh, that is very, very, very different understanding of life. If I would not show him how to live that life in a happy, satisfactory way, he wouldn't get it. He would be bored. He would be complaining why he's living in that stupid, silly way. Mm, yeah. yeah. Because, and that is for a fact that when we we get like older, when we go through the stages of like being a child, teenager, like pre yeah. grown up and grown up, and then we have kids and stuff, we forget to play. We forget how to like enjoy life because we are so worried. Too much worried. Yes. So I like. As I said in the start, your book is, I am like, I'm well ahead in the book and I enjoy it <laughs> and I, I, I love it because there are so many things that you can relate to, but and you have to, like talked to uh, some of the greatest minds on earth, I gather, because you have a lot of inter interviews with uh, some great people and I ho really hope that your book will do well I hope so. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I have enjoyed this this talk, but I have a challenge, but I know that you will like kill it because you have been to Iceland and I always end my chat on the ep okay. like the episode with a challenge. And that is that okay. you, you have to say an Icelandic word that I choose for you. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. So I'll I, try. Yeah. I want you to say Mirtalsjökull. Uh, I, I really knew that I would lose this. It's because you have been <laughs> in Iceland. You know how to say things. Well, either way, I like you. <laughs> Thank you. And it shows. It shows the world is the smallest place. Because I would. who would know that in 2021, a guy from <laughs> Russia would contact a guy in Iceland and say, hey, I wrote this book. I lived in Iceland. Hey, it's you see, we. It's about common human wisdom. It's not about being smart. It's about being wise. Actually, being happy it means being wise because smart people have difficulty with being happy. 
because it's too smart for it. Being when you're wise, you're more about being happy because you could connect those dots. You could chat with people, you know, in different parts of the world and enjoy those conversations. You know, it might be rational, but it's wise and leads you to happiness. Well, I couldn't have said it better. Thank you very much, Oleg, and just good luck with your book and everything in life. And I think I I would be a great friend with your boy because I think we are on the same level in age. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you, you very much. Thank yeah, you. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, I'm all right to be in this in the same longboat. Cool. Yes. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Thank- This has been the Tribute to Happiness podcast. Tune in for next week's episode. You'll find us on social media.